In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me across the pond is not Richard, he's out chasing the ghost again. It is none other than my good friend from Haunted Devon, the great late Byron Jackson. I haven't died yet, Ron, how can I be late? But yeah, welcome. And uh, I, I love you, Ron. You are just the best, you know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. I knew, I knew you did that. And it's a, sh- a shame that Richard couldn't be here, but uh, you know, he's got to chase ghosts sometime, hasn't he? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you, you uh, last time I talked to you, you had, you were doing a lot of things, and, and of course, you have a, a huge event coming up. Uh, shortly, and um, I, I don't know where to start. Do you want to do with the event? Do you want to talk about the past? Now, let's talk about the event, shall we? Because I mean, that is—it's been—it's been a long time coming. It's—it's it's taken a, a lot of time, my time, and a lot of the club's time to put it all together. But tomorrow is the combination. It's the big—the big thing, you know. And we're really looking forward to meeting Kieran because he came back safely from the US. And uh, I've never met him before, but Ron, you you assure me that he is actually quite normal. Doctor Pooh? Yeah, is, is he is he okay? Uh, uh, is he going to listen to this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he will. I, 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 I know that you've only got good things to say because I did actually keep up to date with what was going on. Yeah, um, he's a, over he's a there. Great guy. Yeah, and he has got great admiration. For you, and I, I must admit, the only thing that concerned me, Ron, I seen one of your one of your photographs with some sort of helmet on your head, and I wasn't quite sure what that was. But um, hey, you know, I suppose it's well, some sort of new, well, new gadget. You know, you know, Byron. I mean, we're so far advanced to you guys up here in the states. You know, it, it's just the latest technology. I mean, that was the cone of silence, and uh, yeah, I could only have that for a couple of days, and I had to return that to Warehouse Thirteen. But that thing was, uh, yeah, that was cooking. Yeah. The cone, the cone of silence. You have to tell me about that in a bit. But uh, yeah, it, it it was marvelous to have him back again, and um, he's been an absolute wonder. Uh, you know, we're planning to do some experiments tomorrow. Uh, one of which he's he's plotting tonight, and uh, hopefully on his Facebook account later, um, you'll see exactly what's going to happen. But uh, really, I, 
Uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't tell you about it yet. It's, it's so top secret. But uh, Kieran has got an experiment planned, and it will involve or can involve all your all of your listeners. Um, because you know we want to we want to get out there. It is a scientific experiment. It will be gauged and uh, run scientifically. And the, obviously, our our mentor there, uh, Kieran, will be running it, and uh, we're helping out where we can. But uh, it's all live tomorrow, so it's going to be. Uh, let me see. It's going to be a bit tricky for you guys, though. I'd imagine because it's eleven o'clock at night. What time is that in your place? I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. There you uh, go. Eleven fifteen or twenty three fifteen GMT. Oh, five PM. So if you're around at quarter past five tomorrow, and uh, you fancy taking part in an experiment, then you need to look at Facebook tonight, especially if you're on Kieran's fan or friends list. He has and, fans. Uh, I didn't realize that. Oh, he's got loads of fans, Ron. But so have you. Yeah, I mean, you've got loads of fans. No, as well. no. Actually, I don't, Byron. I I do not have a fan page. Believe it or not. Well, I'll tell you now, I'm going to start one for you. I'm your biggest fan, all right? So, there you go. So, uh, let's, you've got one now. You've got one yeah. friend, all right? Yeah. yeah Anyways, yeah. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit. What is this, <coughs> excuse me, uh, besides throwing my back out, which I'm in excruciating pain, I also seem to have a dry cough, so that's really good. This should make uh, really great radio. Um, basically, let's, let's talk a little bit about this vent tomorrow. What's, what's the name of it? Uh, where is it? Uh, can people attend it? What, what, what's happening with it? Okay, right. It's called Scare for Heroes, believe it or not. Uh, and it's all in aid of a British charity um, called Help for Heroes, which has been set up um, by families for uh, people returning from Afghanistan, and mainly um, soldiers who have come back uh, disabled and who need help getting back into, A, their lives or you know, to try and settle back into civilian life if they've been uh, disabled so badly they can't return to service life. It's an absolute um, brilliant charity, and we've decided to, every year, Haunted Devon do a charity, and this year it's, it's this one, Out for Heroes. And we're running it at a fantastic location, and I have to thank uh, Suzanne and Ralph Nichols of um, Buckland House in Shebeer, so if any Americans want a large house for rent, this is a suitably large location that uh, anybody can live in and anybody can rent. Uh, it's a fantastic place. I will be giving you uh, later, in fact, whilst I'm talking to you, I will dig out my link and I will post it up. And um, it's a link to a video that is available for you to have a look at, Ron, or some uh, certainly your listeners to, to have a look have a look around the inside of this place. I'm just submitting it up now. It's on Vimeo, and I'll get um, Viking to... That sounds cool. Get... So this, this is a place, like, if I go over there, I should definitely go to. This is a place that, if you know me very well, which you do, then we can, we can certainly arrange it. It is a private house, but you can actually rent it. So um, the, the rental costs are a bit high. I think they're in the region of £6,000 a week. So uh, I don't know what that is in dollars anymore because uh, the, the fluctuation is so so fast. I don't know, but uh, it's it's a lovely location. It was the home of the Fortescue family in Devon, and uh, we've been there several times before. But you know, it it's such a perfect place. Two hundred and eighty-five acres of green woodland and uh, lakes, and you know, room for a pony and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it is it is a beautiful old country house. Um, it was built 
on the site of a previous house that uh, was sort of around about 1066 was there. And um, so it's very old. Um, the the current site uh, was built around about 1790 and 1810, uh, around about there. But there was a big fire in the house, and as usual, um, part of it was destroyed, the old house. And uh, 1790, the new house was put up. And, um, yeah, and I think something along the lines of a woman made the guy bankrupt eventually. So uh, the Doesn't house that happen be all the time, though? Yeah, of course. I, I tell Pip all the time. It's a, it's a nightmare. But... Uh, um, yeah, she wanted curly balustrades and things, and unfortunately the curly balustrades meant that uh, people um, had to leave the house. There's there's certainly a lot going on there. We won't give too much away for the guys going tomorrow. Beautiful location, and um, really looking forward to it. And, of course, Kieran is overseeing the whole event. It's fantastic, and Nori will be there as well. And, uh, so uh, we know what it's for, but what is the event? What What is it exactly? I mean, if people... Go. They have to do it. First of all, do they have to pre-register? Can I assume you're selling tickets? Can they buy them at the door? How how does this work? Okay. Well, the, what we're doing at the moment is people are making donations, and they're making them at, from our website www.haunted-devon.co.uk. And if guys go there, they can have a look. And if they're in the UK, they can certainly buy a ticket right the way up until tomorrow evening. Uh, we'll just run with it, and uh, you know those people that come, we'll put them in teams. Uh, there is a whole raft of experiments we've got arranged. Um, for instance, we are setting up a complete uh, EVP room. We're, we're wiring this room for sound, as much um, sound equipment as we can get in, as much video equipment that we can get into this room. This was the old former nursery of the uh, building, and uh, it's got a lot of history in there. Uh, it'd be a fantastic location to work in. We're going to do glass divination. We are going to do some automatic writing. We are going to do some dousing. We are going to do some thermal imagery work. Um, we're going to do a whole raft of things, really. And, uh, of course, some some lone vigils for those people that are willing to do it. So, yeah, anybody can get involved, really. And if you want a quick flight over from the States, you'll be more than welcome, Van Helsing, to join me. But, uh, <laughs> you keep shying away and I'm, I'm not sure whether it's because you're scared of the uk ghost hunters because we are you know well you're all descended from us aren't you really so you're just copying us really uh, that's, well that's... Uh, i don't know about that i'm polish yeah. <laughs> nice try <laughs> well anyone who's polish needs carp for christmas i mean that's just wrong i'm sorry but uh yeah i, I mean you know i am only joking you know i joke don't I? Don't I, Ron? You know, I don't tell the truth. I, I, I assume so, but I never know with you, Byron. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. You are talking to the man that nicked your hat at the Widen, so, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, I have this doll of you, and any time that, like, I'm not sure if you're joking or not, I just stick a little pen in it, so. Yeah, I, just I, I case, wondered just to, one. Just to hedge yeah. my bet, you know? Yeah, I, I wondered when my feet hurt so much, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and I'm just looking at Vikings' uh, comments there. It's a ghost hunter smackdown. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to get to that, Ron, do you? Because we're, we're good friends, and we always have been. Okay. Oh, God, he's, he's not answering me now. Viking, I've, I've done it now. He's, I'm he's sorry. Turning the little pen, I'm sorry. I, I get okay. caught up with the doll again. I'm sorry. Oops. But, anyway, so this, this is going to be, so when, so virtually it's a, ghost hunt that people can take part in and Karen will be there and uh, you will be there and 
uh, you have tons of experiments, and all the, the money goes to a really, really good cause, uh, because we can't say enough about the uh, heroes, and they're all heroes. If they've gone over there and fought for us, they're, they're definitely heroes. Yeah, yeah, they are, and um, you know, it's you know, it's one of these things. And I know that uh, the U.S. and the U.K. have stood together long and hard on the Afghanistan thing. I don't want to get all political about it, but um, right. yeah, there's there's a lot of help um, coming back from uh, people, you know, from Afghanistan. There's there's many people want to help these guys, and I'm sure it's the same in the states and. Uh, the feeling in a service town such as Plymouth is that, you know, we really do want to help them. Um, you know, we have a strong affinity with the service personnel here. And, uh, you know, it's just a good way to, to you know, to make a difference. And I think that's all what we're all on this earth for, aren't we, to make a difference. And I think that's uh, what your motto is, make a difference. And uh, certainly, and certainly that's what we're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I certainly I can say for for most of the people in the United States, anyways, at least the the good ones, uh, that we're we're very proud to call the UK our friends. So, not for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll go back to the Boston Tea Party later. I'm sure. Well, so we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, it's all big loving at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, you know, I mean, there are a lot of countries in the world that uh, you know. I don't know how to say it. They, they're not willing to step up, and and you guys have always done that, and and that's one thing you're very very proud of. And uh, you're not just saying stepped up because it's our agenda or whatever. You stepped up because you did the right thing, uh, and, uh, and I'm sure it wasn't popular. In fact, I know it wasn't popular, but uh, we do appreciate it. And it's the boys on the front line that that take the brunt of all of this, and and we all know it. How sad that is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But hey, onwards and upwards, but that's the reason for the event. So hopefully yep. it's going to be really popular. Um, we, we do, I think we've raised, well, probably in the region of £1,500 now. So, you know, in one night event, it's not bad. And, uh, you know, I'm really quite infused by the whole thing. And uh, we got another guest coming, Sarah Delphi. I don't know if you, did you speak to her? I think you have. Sarah Delphi um, is. What is she, like an oracle or something? No, well, I don't know. What, what did you call her? An oracle. oracle. Yeah. Um, well, she don't, yeah she, oracle, I don't know. Uh, she, she's an astrologist, and she's uh, she's very good at it actually. And, uh, but she she was the the good looking one, if you remember, a long time ago. You don't don't get very many good looking people on here because you only got me and you and and uh, well, I, I can't really say the other guy, can I, Craig? Because otherwise, he might be listening. He might be listening. Um, but um, Richard, yeah, he's a good-looking bloke, isn't he? It's just me and you then, the Uggs. That's, that's it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, a fantastic location, and uh, I can't wait to go there. Why don't you come over to the UK, Ron? You, you keep saying that you're going to come, but you never do. I know. It's just that uh, my path hasn't gone that way yet. I mean, I know I will. I know I will get over there. The question is just when. Uh, it always seems like I've always got something in the States that's uh, coming up and, and we have actually something that's really big that's coming up in September next year. So now all my effort is going to that. And uh, so well, I guess it's uh, off for another year. Well, can you, can you mention that Ron or are you not allowed to at the moment? Is that I'm so? not uh, allowed to at the moment, evidently. Okay. Well, I have that's... to answer, answer to Nori and you know what that's like. Well, yeah, that would be uh that would, yeah, that would be uh, bad. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, that, that's interesting, and uh, you know, have to keep us keep us informed on that because people in the UK like to know what's going on, especially in the paranormal field. And uh, as 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 I haven't read your book yet, but uh, I will oh, you get, did get it. it. No, it will. I I have got it, as in it will be arriving tomorrow. So I will get a, a quick skim through. Okay, um, and, was... and uh, as you know, I, I signed the book, but uh, you should also sign the book, my friend, because you are in the chapter there at the Lizzie Borden House, because oh, that yeah. was the first time I met you, and, uh, well, actually the second time I met you, I met you in Salem the first time, but, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, a great, ep- great episode, and uh, that's in the book, and you should definitely sign it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and thank you for that, Ron, you know, it, we've had such tremendous support, and, uh, yeah, the it's really good to, to hear that you're writing books and uh, logging down what you've done for this uh, this field because, you know, there's so many people that just sort of jump on the bandwagon, disappear after a few years and uh, don't actually put any effort into to other things. And, uh, you know, I think that um, you've done wonders for the paranormal and there are several groups in the UK that have done that. And uh, you you know, to, all those, to all those groups, we salute them. We salute there you them. go. Now, it's interesting, uh, we, we, it, the new book, I have a new book that came out this year called Ghost of the Day, which is 365 ghost stories from around the world, and it goes all the way back to, for instance, the first ghost hunters in Greece to uh, our troops fighting in Afghanistan. Mm. Yeah, there is sorry. actually, yeah, there sorry. Is actually sorry, story, well, yeah. stories coming out of Afghanistan uh, where our troops have witnessed uh, apparitions. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we all know that uh, spirit doesn't just, just come into old haunted castles. They do go anywhere. And uh, it's not just the, 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 the thing that stands on. It's the land that things stand on, isn't it? So, And this land's been here a long time, Ron, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean... So, uh, so what, you, can't, you, can't, you can't give too much away, but, uh, you know, what, what, what sort of thing are we talking about then? Are we it, talking it was, about- uh, as you know... Uh, a lot of people believe that night vision glasses uh, help uh, enable you to see uh, spirits uh, more often than without them. Let's put it that way. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Okay. Because of the infrared range of the glasses, etc. And it, it was through infrared that these guys saw this spirit? And then something yeah, they, they saw a spirit, and uh, when they took the glasses off, it was gone, and they, they witnessed it, and the there were several fire uh, towers that saw the same spirit, and it saw it disappear, and it was at the base of the tower, and there was no one there. Yeah, it, it's a strange world, isn't it? I mean, you, if you look at uh, the First World War uh, and the Germans and, you know, seeing the angel above the trenches at the Somme, it's, it, you know, there are so many stories coming out from battlefields, and I think maybe it's because it's so traumatic, you know, the whole battle thing you know the 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 sense of you know the the rage and the anger and everything else maybe that is the reason why you see stuff at battlefields i don't know the interesting thing about it byron is is maybe it has something to do with actually the energy that's expelled in a battle or something because uh for instance you have a famous case in, in your country which is also in my book too about where a battle was actually replayed in the sky above after the battle was over yeah, yeah, and there's been several uh, incidents like that. The Battle of Sedgemoor and uh, various others are, uh, in fact, Kieran alluded to it today on BBC Radio that uh, Sedgemoor, and he was talking to Fitz, one of the BBC presenters there, 
And Sedmore was one of the ones that's brought up. And it's said to be, you know, that the fact that there is so much uh, anger and energy there that, that it maintains in, and stays in the ground, you know, and that people in certain situations can replay that. So, you know, it's a bit like the stone tape theory and that type of thing, but uh, mm-hmm. on a bigger, on a bigger scale, I mean, you know, you're, you're talking a huge amount of people there. So, yeah. Uh, you know, you've got battlefields over there in Concord and around that area. It must be tremendous for you to do the civil war battlefields, surely. Well, of course, Concord was a, what you might consider a civil war, but we consider our revolutionary war battle. Okay, well, I stand corrected, but do you, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's a case. It, it was a war, and it was certainly fought uh, quite fiercely on both sides. And uh, I, I don't know much about that war, but uh, I know that it was intense and it involved a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you've got sites around you. It must be uh, great to to uh, to go back to those. But the the interesting thing too about it, I mean, we 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 talked a little bit about Sedgemore in in our own battles, but um, the, the more I think about this, I I think that you know some of these scientists may have it a little bit right, and I don't agree with all of them that they're saying the certain act, act, uh, atmospheric conditions and certain uh, uh, you know energy fields in the Earth causes things that they try to explain away all spirits that way, but I think there are certain conditions with this does apply, and something like the Battle of Sedgemoor may be that circumstance where there were ap- atmospheric conditions, then perhaps some energy in the in the earth as well, and that, that whole thing just relived in the sky, and mm, mm. Uh, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, th- th- there are so many stories around, uh, and, and certainly I haven't spoken to Karen today. Um, you know, he, he came out with the classic, you know, the, the, the BBC presenter asked him, do, do you believe in ghosts? And he said, well, absolutely. He said, but, you know, to be honest, we actually uh, quantified what a ghost is. But hearing a, hearing a parapsychologist say that he believes in ghosts gives me great faith in the fact that there are some good ones out there that really do want to understand and are not sat so firmly on the right-hand side of the fence where they're saying, it cannot be true, there is no such thing as ghosts, it can be scientifically proved, and you say, well, prove it, and they say, well, we don't need to, because science has disproved it. But, you know, the, the whole point about what we do is is to come back to um, and find things and, and establish what's going on in the world, and study of the paranormal is a very strange thing, isn't it, Ron? It is. Of course, you realize, Karen, that wasn't way, it wasn't that way until he came over here and... I got a hold of him. You, you understand that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you know, it's it's like I have to reintroduce him back to Guinness properly again, um, <laughs> as he, as he's been weaned off on some weak American beer, Miller's or something very similar. So uh, we we'll have to get him back to Guinness again. Feed him up. He's uh, he's probably a bit weak from all that uh, time out there. But uh, you you know, he just but he he had a good time over there by all accounts. Well, uh, that's uh, good to know. But anyway. Uh, you know, he, he's an interesting person because he, you know, he knows his stuff. That's the, the key. He's a wicked smart person, as we like to say, but he's not blind by his intelligence. He, he also uses uh, his uh, heart as well, I think, in, in, in looking at everything. In other words, you know, he, he does have the uh, scientific background, but he also, you know, understands that there is a little bit more to the world than just science. At least yeah. the science that we have. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, for, for, for us, it's just a pleasure meeting someone who, who is different. And, uh, you know, we could all have, you know, the, the, the leads or this, that, and the other one. I, I love to have someone who's got that balance. And, uh, you know, this is what your group is about. You know, your group over there, the New England Ghost Project, is brilliant because the, the people that are with, with working with you have such passion for what they do. And it's the same over here. You know, you go to all the good clubs, including Haunted Devon, there's such passion coming from every one of the, every one of the team members. And, um, you know, it drives us. And in the face of all adversity, we always seem to get good results. And, uh, yeah, fantastic. You know, it's always that way, though. You wait years and years and years. Uh, and sometimes you'll get a really classic result that you cannot explain. And it just drives you forward then for another, another five years, doesn't it? And that's how it works, really, is we do get regular incidents and uh, it drives you forward and keeps you going. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's what's happening. So let me ask you a quick question. How did Byron Jackson get involved in the paranormal to start with? I mean, is that something that you've always been interested in ever since you were a little kid on your, your nanny's knee? Well, uh, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, really for me, it started off actually when I was a very young young guy which was not that long ago ron as you know um i was involved in ufos in 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 the uk so i actually lived um very uh a very short distance away from warmutster and uh, cradle hill which was one of the biggest sighting areas in the uk during the 70s and um so that's where i lived and of course you know being a boy i like plotting things on maps and you know building a gang house and this type of thing. And I decided with my friend, we were going to form the first UFO club, um, you know, to, together. I mean, it, it wasn't, but it was for us. It was our first club. And that sort of introduced me to um, the unknown, should I say. And I think really from there on in, uh, later in my life, I then got interested in legends, uh, legends of, um, you know, the country that I live in. And uh, that sort of then progressed to, obviously, in the legends, you've got the ghosts. And I sort of erred towards that way, really. And uh, over the years, and certainly from the age of 20, I was uh, sort of involved in that type of thing. And I'm quite old now, as you know, Rob. That, that I do know. Yeah, so, so that, that was really, it was no secret. It was just uh, a, a transition. And I think that, you know, the club, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff on my own, but when you don't get a club and you want to join a good one, um, if you don't have a good one, you make one, don't you? And that's, that's exactly what happened. So, so hence Haunted Devon were sort of founded in 2005. So really not that older group, but, uh, you know, it's going ahead and it's still there. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see it going. You know, I think that's a great idea now. And you have uh, a vast number of members in your, in your club, right? Oh yeah. I don't know now. I mean, it's probably rent. Well, I mean, they're not all members, if you know what I mean. They're, they mm-hmm. join, some of them join, some of them stay, some of them don't go. Right. But, I mean, the last last count, there was about 200 members. But um, all in all, I suppose, really, there's 40 sort of hardcore. There always is going to be 40-ish hardcore members who will come along to every investigation. And we investigate probably every two weeks or so uh, in various locations from pubs, uh, to to uh, cafes, and I think we've done. Well, we've obviously done the proverbial castle or two, but uh, we've done uh, open moorland as well. So really, it's a, it's a whole raft of things. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a variety of locations. But we we kept busy, and that that's I think the the aim of a good club or the 
the way to keep a good club going is to to actually give variety to them, isn't it? Right. Well, we actually have to take a break now, Byron. Uh, I'm sure you can hold on. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Byron Jackson and Ron Kolick, and we'll be right back after the following messages on Paravex, 2GNet, and beyond. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give the awards to the Parax family. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests to step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com. Happy Halloween! <laughs> We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick uh, from the New England Ghost Project. <laughs> New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, my special co-host today, all the way from across the pond, the chief cook and bottle washer for Haunted Devon, Byron Jackson. Yeah, mini Van Helsing. I've, I've, only, I've only got the van at the moment. I'm working I don't know if you're many. I, I, I kind of leave that word out of it. Oh, right okay, fair enough. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I was just listening to your Salem advert there, you know, the uh, Salem advert. That sounds uh, absolutely, absolutely awesome, this Festival of the Dead thing. That that sounds absolutely brilliant. What's all that about? Can we, can we go there? It's a month-on celebration uh, in Salem. They they have all kinds of events from from uh, our event, which is Spectral Evidence, uh, and we also Voices of the Dead, which is another event that we're doing. But they have... Um, Oh, seances, they have uh, the witch's ball, they have the dumb supper, they have oh, tons of stuff, really. So it sounds really good. I, I know I did go to Salem, and uh, but I obviously went in the daytime. It's completely different. And, you know, the, the atmosphere, though, the place was tremendous and some of the stories that were coming out of the area. And I think it's, it's tremendous that you've got, like, uh, well, you've got witches living beside Christians and living in perfectly good harmony, and it's, it's really strange. It's, it's, uh, 
it's such a bizarre place because years ago you were crushing them all with rocks. What's all that about? It's time, <laughs> time, time for forgiveness is uh, is uh, is the key, isn't it? But um, yeah, we yeah. say that with the Democrats now. Oh, who yeah. said that? I didn't. Yeah, nothing to do with me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you know what's really cool this year is that uh, for the first time I'm doing my own event. I'm not uh, for Halloween. I usually get roped into doing someone else's or a thing, but I got my own event going on at the Inn Magnolia in Gloucester, which is this uh, really cool and it's never been investigated before. So we got this cool event going on that's going to be uh, a full course sit down dinner, and then we're going to do a, a, give a little talk, and then uh, we're going to go investigate the end, and uh, I'm going to try to make communication with, uh, you know, EVPs and all that other stuff, and of course a little glass swirling, because I love that. And then uh, we're going to end it up with the midnight seance, but uh, we're also going to have some of the people get involved in the taping of uh, the time warp uh, with, uh, you know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show dance. You're not dressing up in stockings, Ron, are you? Is, is that the plan? Well, you know what? You're just going to have to tune in. I'm sure it's going to end up on, uh, you know, YouTube. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we are dressing up for this event, I can tell you that much. Gosh. Um, well, um, good luck. I mean, the thought of you, <laughs> the, the thought of you in stockings and a, and a G-string has just filled me with sort of horror. Uh, I was, I, I was going to drink my tea, but I've just spilt most of it in my lap. But, uh, yeah, good good for you, Ron. I've, I think it's time to change, isn't it, yeah? <laughs> what are you saying, Byron? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. I, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, th- this year, I mean, Halloween is, is for us, is, you know, anyone who does the paranormal will, will understand that in reality, Halloween is no different than any other day of the week, really, for us. And I know that... Uh, you know, there is such a big festival involved and uh, it's all gone very commercialised. I think we had Halloween uh, hats and stuff in our shops here at the beginning of August. Um, so, yeah, it, it's uh, it's very sort of commercialised. But this year, I think that uh, the club are actually going to do a uh, another charity event. And I think that that happens uh, in Torquay. And it, it, I think it's one of, for the, one of the local radio groups. But, uh, yeah, we're not having such a big event this year. It's a shame that... Uh, yeah, it, you know, you can't do it every year, can you? We, we've done this event, and, uh, of course, there are other events in the year, Bobman Jail and various others uh, that will keep us occupied and um, some fantastic locations. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you in a leotard now. It's, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the last time I talked to you, you, were, you had a couple of things going on, and one of them you were going to uh, Pendleton, where the Pendleton witches were, I believe, I believe. Well, yeah, we, we, we touched on it last time, the Pendle Hill Witches, and uh, we went with another group called Haunting Happenings in the UK, and um, it, they, they're based up around that area, I think, in Lancashire, and uh, very similar um, place to you, to your place in Salem. Same same sort of story. Hello, I've got a caller. Um, but uh, can we ignore that? that sure we can. Happen. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know who that was. Um, but that was probably the Pendle Witches, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we went up to Lancashire, had a look around there, and all I can say is that um, I know that most haunted went to Pendle Hill. Um, we went to Pendle Hill and we all survived. Um, it was pretty quiet, um, but it's an awesome location nonetheless and good scenery. But uh, for us, the Pendle Witches didn't come out. And, 
but we enjoyed we enjoyed the trip out and it was it was a good crack up there and everyone enjoyed it um but yeah the the story about the witches are that they cursed everybody and they cursed the uh, people of Clitheroe and various other places up there um but the only curse I got really was the fact that I ate too much and uh, couldn't get back into the car to drive home but um yeah it it was it was it was a fantastic location but we did have a really cracking time at one of our most popular locations in Salem. Um, this is not Salem, Massachusetts. This is Salem in a place called uh, uh, East Budley in Devon. And uh, a fantastic location. We, we're still marvelling over some of the results we got with EVP. Really? Uh, uh, what what yeah. type of EVPs did you get? And, and what is the history of the place? Well, okay, if you wanted the grade, then we'd say they're all grade A because they're absolutely perfectly clear. Uh, they are, um, well, the history behind the place, uh, Salem Chapel was a dissenters chapel built around, and I'm probably going to show myself, about 1670, somewhere around there. But there's been a site, of a, some sort of place of worship a long time prior to that. Um, the guy who used to run it as a rector was also a smuggler, and uh, he was involved in all sorts of uh, wicked things, uh, including uh, apparently child molestation and various other things. Uh, he um, eventually died, uh, and he and his wife were dug up by the locals when they found out what he'd been up to, and uh, they dismembered him and threw his body around. And that's Ouch. all document. Yeah, uh, they dismembered him and his wife and threw the body parts to places in Devon and. Uh, that's documented. It is actually true. And this is the historic place of the chapel. Now, every time we go there, we get some cracking, really good EVPs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a bizarre place. I mean, we, we are going to go back uh, at some stage and they are going to rig up a fully sort of sound unit, you know, and trying to grid off an area mm-hmm. and to use um, the variety of types of uh, recorder to try and uh, capture you know and just specifically go for evp because that's all we go do go when we go into uh, that location we just go for pure evp because it never fails to disappoint us we always get uh, some great stuff last time we went there was something like you imagine slapping a plastic ruler across a table um you know, imagine doing that and the sound that makes a large crack right, right. well we had we had two or three of those we we just could not um yeah. Couldn't explain uh, it? Yeah. No, I couldn't explain it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, a bit strange. Uh, and uh, again, you, you look at every possible um, thing. You look at, could someone have stepped on something? Could it have been this? Could it have been that? And there's no explanation for the type of stuff we're getting. We're trying to give it as much control as we can. Um, you know, the team, uh, we all trust each other, the same as your team trusts each other. And, uh, you know, but nonetheless, we still make it in a situation where we film from outside the team just to be sure uh, that there is no one sort of playing games on someone else or anything like that. It's uh, it's a control. And, um, you know, when playing about the control, everything fits perfect results and uh, great EVP. And it's, you know, class when you when you do that, it it, uh, really does um, freak your mind. And, uh, yeah, there's some. The great places coming out, obviously, you've got Buckland Philly, which is uh, the, the fantastic location with room for a pony. Uh, it's even got a swimming pool, but I don't think we'll be in it tomorrow because it's going to rain quite heavily here. And uh, I don't like the rain. It interferes with my trunks. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> right, and, let, let uh, me ask, 
let me ask you this, going back to EVPs before we go into that, is yeah. how, when you when someone collects from your team collects an EVP, right? Yeah. Okay. How do you analyze that? Do you, do you, you know, just pass it to someone else and say, here, listen to this? Or do you say, Judge it. Yeah. Or, or do you give it to them and say, does this sound, look, I got one that says, uh, hi, mom. Uh, how do you do that? Okay, well, the way that the team have been doing it recently, and, I, you know, I don't know this is the way that Haunted Devon have been doing it, and the last time we went to Salem, this is what we did. Every time we do an EVP session, we'd open and close the EVP session with timings, obviously, and uh, that particular set of EVT, EVP um, material would go off for analysis immediately. I, I mean, it would go straight away back into the base room, and we would analyze the material straight away. And uh, we, we find that's the best way of working. We get a separate team to analyze it. They they listen to it. They come out with the stuff. And uh, they're not subjective because they haven't heard what's been going on. Uh, generally, if you can do it that way, get someone who's not been involved in the EVP session to actually... Yeah, that's a great idea, it. actually, Byron. Uh, yeah, and then and that, that way all the proverbials like, I don't know, like he was eating chips or whatever the person was supposed to be saying is irrelevant because they didn't hear it. And uh, they can then say, yep, I've caught, caught something here. I mean, we use um, the usual tools, Audacity or any of the other Adobe, uh, uh, oh, I forgot, Adobe Audition. Uh, I'm not advertising here, but any of the tools that you use, sound analysis. Yeah, clear edit, any of those. And uh, we use those to look for spikes in the, in the material. And, uh, yeah, obviously hone in on that and clean it up a little bit. But, you know, we just clean it up just enough to take the hiss out but you do hear some very clear um, stuff, and uh, it, it's a good way of working. Just just do it immediately, straight after you um, after you've taken the EVP. Just go straight to analysis, uh, and I can't take credit for that. That was my tech team, or my tech manager, who uh, Nigel, who who comes out, he eats many wine gums. Well, he and I both do, um, but uh, they're they're sweets, incidentally. But uh, uh, we we both eat a lot of sweets and we listen to a lot of uh, stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it's good to do it that way. But also to have the control in place, always nice to have that static camera overviewing everybody else because all else fails and people say, well, it could have been one of the team. You can always play that back as well, can't you? And then you can right, see. Right, absolutely. And so so that that's essentially what we've done. Um, the only failing we did last time was that we didn't include the grids uh, and we didn't place um, phones in uh, different areas. Uh, sorry, phones. What am I talking about? Microphones in different areas. We will be doing that this time, um, and we will be gridding the area to to try and uh, analyze exactly where the sounds are coming from because they they sound like they always sound like they're coming from you or very near you. But everybody says that, and uh, you know when you've got a room that's probably I don't know uh, thirty meters by thirty meters, and everyone's saying it came from here. Um, it just goes to show how fast noise travels at night, you know, and people, you know, their ears get bigger at night, don't they? Uh, they all look like hobbits. And, right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, know, you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, it was a good experiment, and I think that, that that's probably the best way to do things. Yeah, I, I really think that, you know, I have some problem with people who analyze EVPs. Uh, they'll be sitting there, maybe two of them or three of them together, and then, want to listen to it, and they'll say, oh, it sounds like chopped liver, and they 
they give it to you. And here, listen to it to you. Does this sound like chopped liver? And they said, oh, yeah, it sounds like chopped liver. But they've already put that thought into their minds. I, I like that, you know, if you're doing EVPs, I think that you should just, you know, analyze it, write down what you think it is, and then give it to someone else. And don't ask them. Just have them write it down and log it in. And then when you're done, you can compare them, and you go back to those particular spots and, and see if there is anything. Because, I mean, that's the difference between a Class A and a Class B, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if there's no power suggestion at all in it. Yeah, uh, and... Uh... I like Anne has just said, I like that, eat, sweets, and listen. And I think that's the perfect thing, isn't it? You know, if you're listening to tapes, you need to to uh, put yourself in sweet eating mode because that really does uh, calm the nerves. And and again, you know, it can be really boring, and I'm sure that you, you, you will appreciate this, is normally um, the likes, likes of ourselves always end up, or certainly I do, in a base room somewhere. And we get all the field operatives out there doing the business and uh, – Sometimes people forget about the people that sit in the hub, but they are equally as important because if you don't log this stuff and you don't uh, you don't record what's going on around you, then your findings are totally worthless, aren't they? Because um, you know the number of people that go into an investigation, something happened to them, and they won't even look at the watch. They don't even know what time it is. They don't, you know, they're oh yeah, I must go and see what happened there. So so and so got slapped. I want to find out what happened there. But no one actually looks at the watch, and you must, you know, you've got to do it, haven't you? You've got to look at your watch, you've got to set the time, you've got to take the notes. Uh, you know, nowadays it seems to be that some some groups, not all, um, they just want to go and do all the screaming, shouting, and, uh, you know, wandering around in the dark because it's good fun. Nobody wants to do the work. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Um, luckily, I think in the club we, we're in that we do... Uh, we do do it, and everyone's um, getting a lot better at it. You know, it's it's like going back to basics on some occasions. But even that, just taking the club back to basics and and just going back to a training day and getting everybody involved and say, look, you know, what do you think the best way of doing this is? Because you know, you and I don't have all all the monopoly on good ideas, do we, Ron? We have we have the majority, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, sometimes other people have brilliant ideas, and um, yeah, it's fantastic when you hear them and, and get them involved. You know, actually, uh, Byron, we actually have a, a, a usual bit that we play on the show, and I'd like to play it uh, right now. Unfortunately, we'll have to take a break and uh, listen to this little bit, I guess. So, can we run that? Did you ever think? The word hearse has taken several linguistic turns from its origins in 51 BC to its use in 16th century England through modern times. In ancient Rome, a farmer would plow his fields and then use a tool known as a herpex to rake the land. Conquering Western Europe, the Romans introduced this agricultural tool to their new subjects, and the tool became commonly called a harrow in the British Isles. When the Normans invaded England, they called the harrow a hearse, H-E-R-S-E. They also began the practice of inverting the hearse as it bore resemblance to their ecclesiastical candle opera. In time, all church candle operas became known as hearses, and they grew in size. The candle operas were a common part of a funeral ceremony, beginning the association of a hearse with a funeral. In time, the hearse itself rested on the coffin lid and eventually rode on the coffin as the funeral procession made its way to the burial grounds. 
the funeral procession needed to move slowly lest the hearse's candles blow out, and the tradition of a slow-moving funeral procession continues today. By the next century, the entire cart that carried the coffin became known as the hearse, H-E-A-R-S-E. A terrifying fact from Barla Ventura's new book, Beyond Bazaar, available now wherever books are sold. And we are back, so what do you think? I loved that. I, I really did. You know, I learned something there. That was not that I don't learn anything for you, Ron. Of course I do. But that was absolutely brilliant. I like that piece. Do, do you know, Byron, and I brought this up on last Wednesday show, that, that there are not enough hearths in hell? Why not? Well, it, it, they just uh, aren't, because evidently uh, in hell, Michigan, they try to break the record for the longest funeral profession, procession of hearths, and they ended up being shot. So... Uh, I guess there are not enough hearsts in hell. Well, I don't need one of those anyway. I just want to be thrown into the sea somewhere. That'll be that'll be good enough for me. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I've, I've just been posting. Out, I mean, I'm obviously trying to sell the the uh, Kieran O'Keefe event, but uh, right, you know. We will be. Um, we we did put a little video up, and uh, you guys can have a look later and tell us what you think. It was and just and a what, bit of fun. What, what is the uh, the link for that? Well, I've sent it up, but it's a bit of a tricky link. It's one of those ones that you have to go and have a look at. Um, but it's uh, oh, I'll I'll let someone speak to it later. But uh, it's HTTP uh, the usual dots two backslashes Vimeo. That's V I M E O dot com. Slash one five zero six four six zero nine. So there you go. I don't know. I don't. Know. Can you post that anywhere, Ron? Or uh, I think it's, it's you posted on the chat room, but uh, I believe that was the uh, uh, Parrox. Yeah. No, the um, which one is that? Oh, the. Let me see if I can grab it and throw it into the Parrox chat room. If anybody <laughs> wants to call in, by the way, the number is eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. That's 877-864-4869. Or join us live in either the Tojanet or the Pararex chat room. So there you go. I'm trying to throw that up on the Pararex one because I know... Yeah, don't worry. They can, they can always visit our website, www.hauntedevon.co.uk. That's easy to find. Just put in Haunted Devon in Google and they'll find us. Uh, on the front page, there is a lovely, 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 lovely video and I have to thank uh, Dan Rose and a variety of other people to put that together for us. But they are going to be filming uh, tomorrow night at the uh, Kieran O'Keefe event, so there will be a little movie that goes out. It's a not-for-profit thing. It's, uh, it's just going out as a bit of fun for everybody to, to have a look at what went on. So, uh, yeah, a little be time warp dance in there, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be nice. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any time dance, uh, dancing. I... I, I've seen that, you know, it's uh, it's uh, quite cool. But uh, I, don't, I don't believe you're going to wear tights. I, I really don't. That, that just won't suit you, Ron. You'll you just have to wait and see, big guy. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, and who's this? Is this Big Graham? I hope it's Big Graham from the UK. I wonder if that is. I don't know. But uh, someone else is coming to the chat room there. It might be British. You never know. Are, are, are they all big, big in the UK? I don't know. I just. Uh, well, we are. Yeah, we, we're we're very big in the UK. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to 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 get someone else in there. Um, but Ron, this book I haven't got yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, again, it's tomorrow. It's it's nice. It's fine. It's uh, 
it'd be great to, 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 to have a look through that book and, uh, you know, going back to the old days when you and I were swinging the lead in uh, some of those houses. And yeah, I, look, believe, I believe uh, Pepper's Pictures in it. I'm not sure if you are. I'm going to have to check. I'm curious now. Well, I'm blooming jealous now. I mean, Haunted Devon are in the house. That's big Graham. I must say a big shout out for him. He's, uh, he's our chairman. And uh, it would be good to get him on the show one day, Ron. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, okay. that's part of the thing is we want to, you know, reach as many people as we can. And yeah. we do this thing as well called uh, Ghost Hunters Spotlight, where we uh, spotlight various ghost hunting groups. And, I mean, I think that's what we're all about is to, you know, bring as much attention to the paranormal as possible. Yes, Pepper's yeah. in there. And I, I'm, looks like I do see your hand in the picture, Byron, from the Lizzie Borden house. Uh, it might have been my foot, actually, because I was lying down at that time, I think, because, um, I, well, it was quite a shock, really, wasn't it, what what we had seen there. And, of course, uh, um, everyone went home and left me there on my own, didn't they? No, they didn't. No, I, we were waiting for pizza, weren't we, or something like that. Something I can't like remember. That. Yeah, but it, a fantastic location, that one. But, um, yeah, it was really a pleasure to, to come across there. And uh, I must write a book one day. What do you think? Do you think I could write a book? Oh, you absolutely could, my friend. The, uh, the interesting thing uh, about you, Byron, is, is that you, I mean, wh- what is your background in the ghost hunt? I know how you get involved in it, but uh, what do you do for a living, and, and how do you apply that to ghost hunting, or, or, or there is any relationship at all? I know, that, for instance, that you uh, scuba dive, and, and I believe you in the military as well, weren't you? Yeah, 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 that's, that's uh, totally true. Yeah, I was in the military. I worked in the police force for a while. And um, what else have I done? Well, I've done all sorts of things, actually. I worked as uh, I worked in a brothel. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I've worked in a brothel, actually, but I, I wasn't a member doing things. I was, you know, oh, it's a long story, Ron. I'll tell you over. Uh, were, were they, over, they, they, they live or, or dead? Sorry? Oh, were no, they, no, no, they, 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 were, they were alive, Ron, very much alive. Yeah, yeah. Really? It was, uh, yeah, but I, I was on the good side. I wasn't doing bad things, if you know what I mean. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've done all sorts of things. But currently, um, I work in uh, information technology. So, obviously, it has a, a place in what we do in the spirit world because, you know, there's a lot of technical stuff involved now. In fact, Graham, uh, he he works in uh, – well, he tries to work, I think, in, in uh, electronics. So, he, it's another way of, you know, another thing that we can combine together. So, actually, he and I and, and a variety of others work in sort of technical jobs – and I think that's really why the, the Haunted Devon Club has, has been quite successful in that we have a, a good mix. You know? We actually have a couple of comments from the uh, Pararex chat room. Uh, Dr. Dave from PRRS uh, says the video was very well done, so kudos to you guys for that. And uh, Sailing Cat says they used to s- smuggle bodies for anatomy classes in full whiskey barrels, then strain off the whiskey and sell it to the students, hence the term rot gut whiskey. Hmm. Really? Well, you know, that's this is what this show is about. You learn something every time, don't you? I mean, I, I'd never heard that, but uh, it sounds very probable to me. And I know they used to uh, snatch bodies in the UK. And uh, thank you very much for whoever that was that said the video was brilliant. I can't take credit for it. Um, we do have a, a good relationship with a professional cameraman over here in the UK, and he's worked really hard on, on that. Um, but he's, like I say, there will be more to come on that with Kieran involved tomorrow 
Um, so the video will go out and we'll keep you informed. Right? We'll let you know when it's up and you can take a look and you guys can take a look. Hopefully Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's also another comment from Ceiling. Ceiling Cat says it was awesome as well. So I guess it's pretty good. I'm going to have to check it out myself. And uh, once again, for those who uh, can't, aren't in the chat rooms and, and who are listening to this at a later date, it is HTP colon backslash backslash B-I-M-E-O dot com backslash one five zero six four six zero nine. Of course, no one got that, but uh, you know what? Anybody who listens to this at a later date can play it back again and listen to it. Uh, and, of course, they can actually visit the website because it's on the front page now. I just remembered. So it's www.haunted-devon.co.uk or just Google Haunted Devon and, and you'll find us. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be pleased to. And I'll keep reminding everybody um, over there uh, in the US that, of course, you get free membership to, to Haunted Devon when you come on in. Um, so just, just come on in, check it out, and uh, join us and have a say on the forum. It's, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So... It does if you're in the UK, but you're special over there, so we, we look after you. Oh, it costs you in the UK? Woo. Yeah, it costs you in the UK, but obviously uh, because they've got more chance to come into the investigation. But obviously if one of our US members does happen to visit the, uh, the UK, then of course they'll be more than welcome to, to come and join us on any investigation of any council anywhere. Well, anywhere. you're not going to believe this, Byron, but we're down in the last two minutes. Oh, is that it? Yeah, oh, I was really get. I was really getting in the swing there. I was. I was just going to go and change into my stockings for the uh, time warp thing. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, you're just going to have to go to YouTube when the time warp video goes up. And uh, once again, for those who don't know, we're talking about uh, our event on. Uh, the, actually, it's uh, not Halloween, but it will go into Halloween. It, it is the 30th. That's a Saturday. We'll be at the End Magnolia, and we'll be doing an investigation there. A full sit-down meal, uh, we'll be doing seance at midnight, hence Halloween, and also we'll be shooting the time warp dance from Rocky Horror Picture Show, so should be interesting. we also taken uh, Ghost Chronicles on the Road in the month of October. We will be sh- uh, broadcasting from the Witch's Cottage in Salem next Wednesday. The following Wednesday, we will be at the Victorian in Gardner, Mass., and the following after that, we'll be at the Inn Magnolia, so in Gloucester. So uh, we're on the road, and uh, you know, drop by, and uh, there's—I believe there's a couple of special chores that are associated with those. So go to the website, anyghostproject.com, letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you can check out the whole schedule. So, Byron, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, uh, you, you know, you know Richard Felix, but you did all right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no worries at all. I'd never replace Richard, obviously, and uh, good luck to him in all his efforts there, and I uh, hope to catch up with him soon. We're still waiting our, our trip to Derby Jail, but I'm sure that Richard will get around to inviting us one day. Uh, you, you know what? You, you just pick up the phone, and he, he'll take care of you, but you, you know what? His mind is like that of a three-year-old, and it just wanders. It's pretty much like mine when I think about it. Uh Probably because we we're born so close together. But anyways, uh, yeah, give him a call. I'm sure, you know, he could arrange it. He would be happy to. And once again, it is Haunted Devon. That's uh, your website again? Yeah, it's www.haunted-devon.co.uk. Uh, just type in Haunted Devon into any Google and you'll find us. And hopefully we'll work together in the future again. So 
Of course, either that or my big friend, uh, Big Graham, he'll come and help you out. There you go. So it's time to wrap it up and time to say goodbye to everyone. And don't forget the event tomorrow, which is... Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, are you talking to me? Buckland, yeah. Buckland Philly Manor with Kieran O'Keefe, Hell for Heroes. Uh, be there, or at least check out the experiments that Facebook is going to have from uh, Kieran tomorrow. So keep watching Kieran's pages, he's going to put something up, and you can all be involved. Good night, God bless everyone. Goodbye. From ghoulies to ghosts. As our loved ones get older, sometimes we fear the worst, such as a fall or symptoms of a heart attack or stroke, while they're home alone and away from the telephone.